Do you ever feel like nobody is listening to you in sporting life? Do you watch a team play and think that you could do it better, or that you could manage it better? Do you sit at home and wonder what the people in charge are actually doing? If you can relate to any of these feelings, then stop right there and celebrate, because you've found the perfect outlet to share your opinions and views, the Football Rander Podcast. You Southern Shandy drinkers can get fucked as the North rules the Premier League. Go on, tell me otherwise, and that Astrid Bird best stick to OnlyFans as she knows jack about football. Is this how you feel about football? Do you love the North, but hate the South? Is Klopp an idiot? Would you drop kick pep? Do you dream of having hair like Arteta? Do West Ham fans remind you of orcs? Does Harry Kane spit a lot? Is the MLS a home for has-beens? If so then Football Ranger is your home. Listen up. This damn podcast ain't for the faint-hearted. We're talking mature themes and adult content here, so don't come crying to us if it offends your delicate sensibilities. Consider this your only warning. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Football Ranter Podcast. And it's a very special Football Ranter Podcast because this is, hopefully, episode 20. 20. Can you believe it? It's not quite a birthday because we haven't done it a year yet, but I think 20 episodes are worth, um, is worth celebrating. As always, we've got myself, A-Bomb, to my left. We've got El Chapo. How are we tonight, sir? Absolutely brilliant. 20 episodes in. Bomb. 20 episodes. I Sorry, I missed the cue. I missed the cue there. Hold on. There. <laughs> I thought it was wow. worth doing. There yeah, you go. I've, I'm, I'm sure Dr. Q could do something better than that with the edit, or at least I hope he could. But yeah, 20 episodes. How, 20... how do you think about that? Mate, it's like, I don't know, it's been like, it's, it's been like one of them, them sort of, it's like a marriage, isn't it? 20 episodes. It's like that marriage. Are, are you at that point? You know, does this continue on? Are we, you know, where are we at? But no, we're 20 episodes in. Um, and thank you to our long-suffering listeners who've uh, listened to us. Bit of a bittersweet kind of week for me. Um, at this moment, yeah. we'll, share, we'll share that as we'll share that as we go yeah, through. Yeah. But but look, everything's going well. Um, I think in the Chapo household, well, um, we we you know obviously we had some bad news last week, we, we, as you as you know. But you know we're all good, mate. We're all good. We're making our way through slowly but surely. That's we're making our way through. Well, it's good to have you back as always. Good to see Thank your lovely face staring at me <laughs> provocatively. <laughs> As always, the technical genius, the guru that is Dr. Q. How are we tonight, sir? Yeah, you're all right. Yeah, great. You? How's things? Yeah, all right. 20 episodes. Yeah. What a fucking mess. <laughs> what a fucking mess. It, it is what it is, really. Um, yeah. But we're, we've, we've, we've scrambled through somehow. We've, we've still got people listening to us. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been told that it's 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 improved as we go along but yeah you know it fucking should do because well, it got I'll, any fucking worse i did get some feedback this week which i'll get on to shortly but um which i thought was well worth sharing but before we go any further back from the abyss we have the official fourth member of the crew of this football renter podcast roadman roadman welcome back how are we, how are we tonight yo yo what brings you 
to have the lights this evening. What brings you here? Just checking everyone's all right. That's great. It's great to have you back. And we've got a new feature later as well um, that's going to uh, feature Roadman quite heavily. So we do look forward to that. But Roadman, you know, just, just, just make it a bit more regular, yeah? Maybe. Maybe, right. Undercommitted, but we'll, we'll stick with that for now. Anyway, got the four, we've got the crew back together. Episode 20, let's crack on. Um couple of small shout-outs that I want to just give out quickly uh, before we move any further. Actually, just one shout-out for now. Um, regular listener of the show, want to give a shout-out to Mick, who um, lives over in Dublin, over in Ireland. Um, I actually had a little conversation with Mick last week, uh, who gave us some very good feedback, actually. Um, he really enjoys the show. He actually has us on his automatic downloads, on his Apple podcasts. Um, one, thing he, one thing he did say is, I really enjoy it when you talk about stuff seriously. But if you could stop talking bollocks all the time, I'd really appreciate it. So I kind of said to That's him, I can't tricky. guarantee it. Yeah, I said, and also, I can't guarantee it, but yeah. we'll do our best. Did I hear that correctly? Mick from Dublin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, a bit, that's a bit on the nose, isn't it? Have we also got Taff from Cardiff and Pierre from Paris? Probably. <laughs> I mean, we've got Poirot from Belgium, so, you know, why not? It's not Poirot. It's not Poirot. We talked about oh, this. It's got to be Hercule. Anyway, Mick um, has given us some really good feedback. He has listened from the very, very beginning. Um, he really loves it when we get on a bit of a debate about the serious stuff, um, especially in the last couple of weeks around the conspiracy angles as well. So, um, Mick, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, great to catch up with you last week. And we hope that the content... Um, continues to appease you and that you spread the word and spread the love of football renter. But yeah, thank you very much. Feedback is always welcome. If it's bad, we generally ignore it, but it's always welcome, you know. So thank you yeah, very much. For sure. Then if you email, the feedback's not a positive one that you'll get from me. But I'm just putting it out there. Exactly. Exactly. So there's been another um, eventful week in the world of football. Um, I mean, where do you want to start, boys? Where do you want to start? Well, ob the obvious one, the obvious one for us would be that we would go up to Liverpool. But I want to hold because I've got something, a little bit of a random that I want to put out. Yeah, you do that. Let's go for it. And it was an interesting one that I saw, right, which was British billionaire Joe Lewis pleads guilty to US insider trading. Well, why um, read this too, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if, well, I, I'm sure that there are intelligent listeners out there will have no idea who Joe Lewis is, but he's actually, his family, the ones that control the majority of Tottenham Hotspur, um, which doesn't say a lot, really. Um, for so, so, again, you know, we've been, we've, been, we've been, you know, I have been especially vocal about the Qataris recently. Um, you, you know, we'll make, make no, no sort of um, odds there, you know, but I find this quite um, worrying, really, I think would be, would be the word. And I, I think what it actually means is, again, it's one of them ones, and Q, Q kind of med, message, uh, message mentioned it, that, that actually there is there is a can of worms that are waiting to be opened up and the people that we have within our football team are not particularly nice people. So, so you know, so I see this and I, it's going to be interesting. And I sit back and I think, well, hang on a sec. So if you've got, a majority owner. I mean, admittedly, it's a mediocre, a mediocre team. But if you've got a, a majority owner that's actually uh, working um, and is actually being done for insider trading, which is pretty serious. That's a pretty serious um, 
you know, allegation, and and he's pleaded guilty to it. So he's, it's not an allegation. He's put his hands up to it. What does that mean? What, what does that what will that mean for Tottenham? Um, other than mediocrity, or you know, I, I don't know. I just wanted to get your your feeling. Is that you've got a crook running a football team, basically? Well, I think it says all you need to know. Like the fact that the the majority owner of Tottenham has, has you know turned to crime says <laughs> says all you need to know about that club. I think. Should we should we have the okay, non biased That's a bit harsh, mate. Non biased view on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could do. You could. Do. I'll just. I'll, I'll take my Arsenal hat off now, and I'll, I'll give yeah. you a, probably a sensible answer in a minute. Um, but I'm sure Doctor Q's got got a couple the of words. It's, like the, it, it's the same as anything. If you if you are found guilty of this stuff, then the punish, punishments have to fit the crime. So if this, I won't. I won't pretend to know much about insider trading or anything like that. But obviously, it's something pretty bad because they never. Let's face it, these fuckers never own up to anything unless they know it's going to fall on them more favourably than getting caught. Um, yeah. So whatever it is must be bad. So, you know, in terms of crooks running... So it's kind of... What he's done... It, crooks running football clubs is not new. He's, he sort of used it as, as a... Yeah, it's just sort of used it as a fucking bonus scheme for his mm. bloody employees, um, and he's got three. Co- he's, he's pleaded guilty to three different. Um, um, three different. So he bits. actually has pleaded guilty. I didn't know. Yes, that yeah, part. yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought he was still being investigated. So yeah, so okay. it says the eighty-six-year-old whose family trust controls the majority of Tottenham Hotspur. How unfortunate! Pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit securities fraud. And two counts of securities fraud as part of an agreement with the U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan. Now, you don't put your hand up unless you, you, you bang to rights, especially with people with this much money. But as part of the plea deal, Lewis has the right to appeal in the event that he is sentenced to prison time. Hold on a minute. Right. Uh, this is where I don't kind of get sense. So he's admitted his guilt, but he's got yes. the right to appeal. Something it's- he's admitted to. Yeah, so if they're going to bang him up, so what they're saying is, so so if if he's got prison time, so what they're actually saying, so fucking hang on a sec, so hang on a sec with this, is is like basically we're turning around saying, this, oh yeah, I've defrauded, I've given people inside of him, uh, trading, which if I did it or you anybody else would do, it, you're going to be fucking banged up, right? Yeah, but this guy's turning around and said, yeah, I'll sign on the line for that, but if I'm going away, I'm, I'm I've got the right to appeal it, mate. You're a criminal. Yeah, you're a criminal. Yeah. And, and 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 that's kind of and, and that's the situation. So I get it. I think for me, like it's one of these things that let, we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. And again, putting my Arsenal hat on for a minute again, we know that the owners of our club are not squeaky clean. You know, Walmart family going back. We know they've not always treated their staff very very well and their employees very very well. So I'm not going to be a hypocrite and start saying you're a criminal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. One, am I not? Am I surprised? No, uh, because these things do go on. Unfortunately, when you have got wealthy people in charge of anywhere, they want to get more wealthy. You know, most of the time they're not ever settled with just having what they've got. Uh, so no, it's no great shock. But also on the football side of things, you asked earlier, how is that potentially going to affect Tottenham? Possibly the same way as what happened with Abramovich and Chelsea. Obviously, different situations, different scenario. Someone will just come in and buy them. And the potential is that Spurs could be sold at maybe a lesser rate um, than they would have had this not have gone through. 
So the way I see it is it could potentially work in Spurs' favour. If they do get bought out, someone can get Spurs at a lesser value who's got more money to put into the club. Could maybe work in their favour. I don't know. I'm no expert. But that's what will happen. The club are not exactly going to fall by the wayside. Unfortunately, Tottenham have got, you know, they've got a good stadium there. They've got a good fan base. You know, they are, you know, an attractive got but purchase for these, you know, Qatari, Saudi, whatever you want to do. Someone looks at buying a football club. You compare someone like Spurs against someone like Everton right now, they look a lot more attractive, you know, to, to potential buyers. So I don't think it's going to affect Spurs long term any anyway. Yeah, but I, I think, yeah, so the flip to it is, is do the, you know, how, do, what, from, from, you know, the sanctimonious FA, as we all know them, I mean, obviously, they'll want to slow. Yeah, they'll probably want to know why they didn't get the uh, insider information as well. That'd be the one thing with those guys. Um, but, but you know, the, I, I think it's going to be one of the ones where I think we how, could you could you bring any? You know, what we're trying to say is that I think from a football club perspective, actually, it's irrelevant as to what the owners are doing. But I think you're absolutely right, Bomb. Is that you know these should be the sorts of owners that the FA turn around and say. Mm. You need to move on. You're, you, you, yeah, yeah you're, you're disrespecting the, um, the 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 Premiership or the Prem or whoever whoever. You, you know, you're disrespect. Yeah, you're this cannot continue on. Yeah. You know, you've been found guilty. And you've you, you've you've said yes, I've done this, and you've only done that because knowing how cowardly these people are is because you're a multi multi millionaire and you're banged to rights. Says the Premier League, who let the Saudi just come in and take Newcastle. You know, so. There you go. We've talked about that before as well, but I think that's that's the unfortunately the reality. It's not going to affect Spurs really. You know, think about it. No, they'll still be terrible. So yeah. Any more clo- roadman? Any thoughts on that? You know, we haven't come to you yet on this. Have you got any any comments? Anything you want to share on the Tottenham plight? No, man. I'm thick as fuck. I don't even understand. <laughs> cool. And um, remind us what you're doing here again. Just checking everyone. All right, really. <clears throat> Great. Good to hear you, mate. Good to hear you. Um, yeah, it was an interesting one. I, I didn't. I got to be honest. I didn't read too much into the whole insider trading stuff, but I did see the story. I did read that he was being investigated. I didn't know he had been charged though, so definitely worth watching. And I'm sure something we're going to be talking about. I mean, in the scenario well, like the line, um, is it time in to talk scenario about like how? Oh, thank you. So, like, this guy's done something, but he's, it's not like he's done it in the interests of the club. How punishable should the club be? Interesting point. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't know really because again, I can only compare it recently to like Chelsea, where they stepped yeah. in and asked Abramovich to kind of leave. It's a different situation to that, you know. So it's well, that, difficult that to know. That was government yeah. because of the war. I, I, sorry to cut across you there, Bob, but I think in answer, that's what I was trying to say is actually how culpable the club, yeah, all joking aside, how culpable the club for the morals of their um, owners. I think, not, what, are they really? Well, I think the league itself is because ultimately they're the one that sanctioned the purchase. They're the ones that said, yeah, this is absolutely fine. Right. So what the league need to do is I think they need to make a position. You're absolutely right. And actually turn around and say, Hey, do you know, what? we don't need people like you in, you know, owning the asset, you know, owning this bit, you know, this, this operation and time for you to go, but you're right. It's not the clubs. The club can't help it if they're owned by crooks, you know, you can't help it. But what the governing bodies can do is I believe make a 
point and actually say, we don't need you. Yet, here we go, they're flying referees out to the Saudi leagues, uh, yeah, or the Middle Eastern leagues, having them playing loads of money and then they're refereeing games over here that are owned so by it, people from that it, same league. So it's all a bit Would it be like... No matter what happens. Yeah, the Premier League going, you need to get rid of this guy or like your 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 position in the league will be dissolved. Do you think they could do that though? Like legally? I don't know. It'd be, it'd be quite hard though. Be quite hard to, if, I mean, if, I'd love to see it on Tottenham. If yeah, guy I'd, refused I'd, to go, then what else but, would um, they be able to do? That's an interesting concept really. And one that I'd quite happily happened, keep an eye on and see if it actually happened. But it'll be, I don't know. There's yeah. been no precedent as there's set no. around that. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting angle to look at it as well. So um, I guess we will just have to wait and see on that one. But well worth well worth following. But, but it's it's the governing it's the governing bodies that run that will have to make that decision. I don't think the club the club are never going to turn around and say we don't want your money. You know, they, you know they're not going to do that. But no, I, I, it was just for me. I just thought is um, um, I just thought it was um, an interesting concept. No, it is. It is, and it's, it's one that I didn't think we'd be talking about that tonight. So thanks for bringing that one up. And I think that with a lot of things going on at the moment, that's another story worth keeping an eye on. That's actually away it's from actual football. football you know, it, it, it's a, to do with a football club, but we're not talking about actual football again. Which is far and far more stories nowadays are around what doesn't happen on the pitch. But I guess that just you know goes to show the the time we're living in. I guess and the people that are owning our football clubs. Is it time we talk a little bit about Mr. Klopp? What do we think? It's got to be, isn't it? We've got, we've got, we've got to talk about that. So, um, when you know the news broke, it was a when did it break? Yeah. It was what Friday was it? Saturday? Can't really remember. It was before Liverpool's FA Cup game. Yeah. Um, it seemed to come out of the blue a little bit. You know, it was quite a. I found it quite a shock. I was quite happy. I've got to be honest. When when I saw he was leaving, I was quite happy. Um, but it was, you know, out of the blue, and I thought the timing was a bit off. I mean, it sounds like he obviously told the team back in November, from reading things right, that he was going to step down. Evidently, he's too tired now. You know, if he's too tired now, how's he think the next six months are going to go? To be fair. Um, but if that's the case that he did tell the team back in November, hasn't had an adverse effect on them, has it, really? You know, if anything, it seems to have galvanised them and their results have picked up. But, um, Q, what do you think about this? What do you think about the timing? What do you think, you know, about the decision? And where do you think that leaves well, Liverpool going that forward? The timing of it actually isn't terrible because, as you say, it will galvanise them and it will be this whole sort of big rally for the last last um season in terms of where it leaves them i don't know they've got a couple of choices here really because they can they could bring back the boot room um idea which they used to do years ago which is when essentially the second in charge would take over i.e um when shankly left it then went to um paisley and then fagan and then doug leash and then it all got mullered up after Doug Leach because Graham Soonis came in. Um, so they could do that because they, they love the, the histrionics up there. But, I mean, looking at it, it, it sounds like Xavi Alonso is the, is the key fit, doesn't it? 
Um, Ex-Liverpool player. It'd be a good basis for him to begin yeah. in terms of a big club. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it seems a really strange one to me. And I we don't see what happens behind the scenes. So I'm thinking either something's happened to him or he's had a scare or it's something with his own personal life because it it seemed a strange time to do it because he's just brought through a lot of young players. Everything's going in the right direction to them building a, a very good side again. So it's a very strange time for him to want to want to quit. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because not just he's bringing through the young players, but over the past few transfer windows, he's been buying players to come in to become the first teams like Graven Birch, McAllister, Gakpo, Nunes, Diaz. He's bought all these players the last couple of windows or last couple of years to take over from those people like Salah, Firmino, Mane, those kind of players. It looks like he was preparing for that next kind of four or five years. So it did come out of the blue in that regard as well. I mean, um, we, I'm sure the truth will come out if it was anything other than just the fact I'm tired. The truth will kind of come out later on down the down the road. But I mean, it it just it, it just seems weird at this time of the year to say it now. But do you think he said it now so people like Xavier Alonso, who's doing very well at the moment, knows? that job's there. But on the other end, I think that's a little unfair on him and Leverkusen because they're doing very well at the moment. You know, you know, and by all accounts, you know, you know, he's happy there. He's got a team, they're top of the league. They could potentially break that buy and stranglehold in Germany. This to me could potentially see them fall off the rails a little bit because of the uncertainty, because he's obviously the front runner. And it all makes sense. Ex-Liverpool player, ex-Liverpool captain, knows the club, the club know him, he's got off to a good start. Chapo, do you think this is a little bit unfair on potentially by Leverkusen and Xavi Alonso? Well, you, I, I think there's a couple of things that go on. If you, you know, you look at the history um, in and around Liverpool, it's, it was a long, long time in the making for Jurgen Klopp to come in and, and, and you know, maybe we can look at some stats on that. And I, I think... If you look, you look at as, as some of those managers that Q have just talked about, they're absolutely world famous managers that achieve so so much. But I think there's there's a couple of things here with Klopp, which is which is really interesting. I think if you look at, uh, I believe a lot of the backroom stuff, like the scouting network and things like that, have changed. They're at Liverpool, so it's a bit different. Um, there's a few elements within the business side of Liverpool starting to change as well so the owners themselves and the way the team's got together now he's moved the team through and if you look at the um way that the the the, the kind of uk you know we're coming out of this this sort of area i believe that, that you know Jürgen klopp's put this forward because i think he's going to run for prime minister of the uk yeah i think so <laughs> okay again I didn't see that coming. That's a couple of weeks in a row now you've stumped me where you're going down one angle and I didn't really see that coming. Um, I'm going to call right now. I'm going to say bullshit well, right now. You said it, could, it could be worse than that. Go on. It could Ow. be worse than that. He could actually be taken over for the England job. Oh. Oh. Is it worse though? Worse than Southgate? Worse than really? Rushi Sinek. Could, could you see Jurgen Klopp running the Reform running. Party here in the UK? I say yes. I don't know, Roadman. 
any views on Klopp before we go into some statistics? Any views on Klopp? I don't have any views. However, I did find a comment. And I did start laughing at it. Um, The comment is, and I quote, Klopp's a weak cunt. Just watch his interview. He said he can't keep doing it again, again, and again. Gone if the days of Fergie and Wenger, who had the mental strength to win and perform, do the same year in, year out, non-stop. What a dosser. I hope you get Gerard next. Who's that Tyson Fury said that? Oh. I won't be commenting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was you, was it? Um, yeah, again, um, there's been a few different angles around whether Klopp's been a success or not. So I would like to sort of touch on that a little bit. Before we go on to that, though, Q mentioned at the start about Liverpool going back to their potential boot room days. Who are the next in line, potentially, who work within that club right now? Because I don't know. Q, do you know? I don't don't know who he's second. No, that's it. Like, back in the days, you always knew. He does have an amazing beard, that guy. What, the second in command? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> no, because they did have um there was who was the one guy they had there who went off to go and coach another team? I can't remember who it was. He was quite a high profile German fella, went off to coach another team. Um but since then you don't really see much about his assistants. He you know, they're never really up there with him, they're just very much in the background. Whereas a lot of other clubs you'll see their coaching staff quite prominently, you know, on the on the sidelines and you know not necessarily maybe by name, but you know their faces, you know who they are. Um, and I don't I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting concept around that. But if that was the case, I don't think Liverpool fans would actually want that right now. You know, they, they wouldn't want to have, you know, a backup who's been the youth coach or assistant manager in there. I don't think they'd want that right now because they are going to demand immediate success for whoever comes in. They're not going to have any patience, let's be honest. Um, they had patience when Klopp first come in eight, eight years ago, nine years ago now. But I don't think they're going to have any patience with whoever comes in there now because look at the team they're going to inherit for a start. Um, so it's going to be hard for whoever that is who comes in. Yeah, the big shoes to fill. So looking back on Klopp's reign, has, has he been a success? No? No, Chapo? I, I, so so for, for me, um, Jürgen Klopp actually is an amazing character. I, I think there's that part of it. Um, and I think actually he's done a hell of a lot for the Premiership in the same way Pep has done and um, uh, Mourinho, of course. Mourinho 1.0, not 3.0. Um, or Man United Mourinho. That was just all weird. Um, but actually, I did have a quick... I, I'm just... I, I just I seem to... At the back of my mind, it actually says, no, he hasn't done as well as everybody thinks. But what he has done is he's actually galvanised um, uh, Liverpool, He's galvanised the team. He's galvanised the community, and, and, and he's generally loved. And I genuinely like him. Uh, well, from what I see as an individual, I think he's he's, he's a really nice guy. As managers go, um, with a steely determination to win and destroy everything in front of him. So, so has he done? So, on a personal level, I think yes, he's done particularly well. On, um, sh- I'm not so sure though, actually. Although he's won everything, in fairness, and my money, and, and it pains me to say this, but my money's on him on, on Liverpool winning the league this season. Um, but I, I just, I just think that he's, um, yeah, he's 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 transitioned Liverpool from a very difficult time actually and brought them into a very stable state. And as we all say, whoever takes over, these are big shoes to fill and very white teeth as well, very white. 
He's lost a lot of finals, hasn't he? I mean, I've got the statistics of his reign here. He's lost a lot of finals. He's lost what? <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes, he has. And even the ones he's won have not been clear-cut, let's say. So I look back on some of the stats from his eight years in charge. Um, so let's look at the honours first. He's won one league title, which is obviously the first time Liverpool had won it in, what, 30 years, something like that. But everyone's got in brackets that it was a COVID season. I don't think that really matters. No, you know, for me, a title's a title. Everyone was playing during that season. Someone had to win it. No problem with that. He's won both domestic trophies once. One FA Cup, one League Cup. Both were nil-nil and on penalties, if I remember rightly. Um, not that, again, you have to win them. You know, you, you win it. You don't really remember how. It doesn't say you won on penalties. But he's won both domestic cups once, both on penalties. And he won one Champions League versus Spurs. You know, in brackets versus Spurs. So the argument is in that time, and he spent 1.3 billion, sorry, 1.3 billion spent over 50 signings as well. The argument is Jesus Christ. with the team he's got, what he spent, should he have done kind of like a dynasty, like Liverpool of old, like Man United? That's the kind of argument that people are putting out there at the moment. What do we think about that? You can only have one dynasty. At a time, and Manchester City are that. And the thing is, is that there's also the other things to read between the lines on his tenure as well. He lost the UEFA Cup final, he lost two European Cup finals, like narrowly, um, and also a World Club Cup, which is no mean feat. Um, and they run City to the last day of the season with 90 point, 90 plus points finishes twice. So, you know, they, they have been a shade away from from being a bit of a dynasty, you know. Say so that they, they go the other way with them ones with City and they end up winning three league titles instead of one. You know, that's how close it is. Um, I think he's been a success. I think if you win everything, then... Fine margins. Yeah, I think if you win everything, then I, I don't think there's any argument to be had that you know, he's anything but a success, um, especially where you consider where Liverpool were when he turned up. And I think yeah. that is the thing, looking at how much trouble they were. Was it was it Rodgers before, wasn't it? It wasn't Hodgson, it was Rodgers before Klopp took over, weren't it? Um, Brendan Rodgers, was it? Roadman? I'm looking at you now, you know these things, you're, you're younger than us. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Brendan Rodgers, he took over on obviously before that, Roy. So Rodgers had done okay with Liverpool, but he hadn't kind of taken them to that next step. And Klopp obviously done that, played a brand of football that the cop, I say the cop, the fans wanted, definitely won over that city, you know, uh, you know, and like you said earlier, Q, big shoes to fill, and it's going to be interesting looking at what happens there um, over the next, you know, well, over the summer, let's be honest, and then seeing what they get over there. Um, I don't think there's anyone else out there really at the moment other than Xavi Alonso is the obvious candidate for me. Um, although there is another Xavi who left Barcelona as well at the end of the season, so let's yeah, but not he hasn't rule exactly that one out. himself in glory, though, is he? No, he really hasn't. Um, there's one other little statistic that I come across regarding Klopp that I wanted to share. Um, this is regarding Klopp comparisons to Ten Hag. So, 
I looked at these statistics, and it was over the first 18 months of their tenure. So I thought it was the first two seasons. Obviously, Ten Hag's not had first full two seasons yet. So first 18 months, head-to-head between Eric Ten Hag and Klopp. Um, Interesting reading. So, but 18 months, Klopp had faced 99 games. Ten Hag had faced 86. Win rate was Klopp 50, Ten Hag 53. So one more games in less games, Ten Hag. 25 defeats, Ten Hag, against 28 for Klopp. Obviously, Liverpool had played more games, so the chances of losing more was higher, but they also won less. Uh, Nine draws for Man United and 21 draws for Liverpool. But the points per game was 1.95 for Ten Hag and 1.80 for Klopp. I wouldn't have thought that because obviously you think of when Klopp come in and you thought everyone was saying how good he'd done that. But Man United fans out there, you know, be careful what you wish for is what I'm trying to say here because I'm not saying Ten Hag will go ahead and do what Klopp's done, but give him a chance. You know, it's still early days. So when I saw those statistics, it surprised me. Anyone want to come in with some comments on that one? That's insane. That's insane statistics. You think that that actually Ten Hag has got... um... Better, st- yeah, better stats than someone like Klopp. And then you look at um, the way. Well, was that that wasn't in the Premiership though, was it? Sorry, sorry, I've gone. <laughs> um, no, that wasn't all Premier League games. That was total games, right? Including okay. cup competitions. That was just all games head to head for the first eighteen months. Right. Okay. So, 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 yeah, different leagues, obviously, different leagues. Although the points for games was Premier League. Right, okay. The points is, points is still high. I'm just looking at the stats here. Points per games was Premier League, so there you go. So are we, yeah, are we polishing the turd here with Klopp? That's, that's, the, that's the question you've got to ask yourself, isn't it? Oh, oh, oh yeah, did, yeah. But again, yeah, there was a rebuilding that was going on. It was an old team, blah, 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 blah. The usual kind of thing. Um, that is quite scary statistics and one that I would never have ever thought, no. to be honest with you, that Ten Hag... I mean, yeah, Ten Hag looks like the manager is about to be fired. He looked like Roy Hodgson did at the Emirates. Um, so, like, you know, he he definitely looks like he's going to be fired, um, if you ask me, with, with Ten Hag. And it's just, at what, what point do you shoot him? <laughs> I, I somewhat agree um, that stats mean something. However, I was watching Gary Neville's podcast with Roy Keane... Um, Lampard, um, I can never remember her name, and Ian Wright. Carmen and, and Jamie Carragher. And they were talking about managers. Now, managers, <laughs> their win-to-loss ratio to an extent means a lot because obviously it matters on their career, you know, it wins teams' trophies, it wins games, you know, it goes further extension, whatever. However, Lampard and Gerrard have a better win-loss ratio than your likes of Roy Hodgson. You know, someone that goes to clubs and keeps them up. You know, Sam Allardyce, again, kept teams up. You know, their win-loss ratio is going to go down because they're keeping clubs up. So, to an extent, I agree that, you know, maybe Klopp is looked upon, but at the same time, not all the top managers are going to have a better win-loss ratio than some. True. It is true. I suppose that like you go, stats will only give us some of the story. They won't give us the whole 
pie, so to speak. Also, just for um, transparency, listeners out there, um, you know, Roadman forgetting a lady's name, you know, that doesn't reflect on everyone on the Football Renter podcast. Just, you know, I don't know. I still don't. Was it Betty Boothroyd that you were thinking about? No. Let me try to find her name. Was it, yeah. Carmen, it was Carmen Electra. It was Carmen Electra, I think, yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine all of those guys in a sauna? Like you walked into a sauna. No, were them fucking. No, man, just like like seriously. Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra. I can imagine a sauna. I'm okay yeah, with that. Not them lot. But... Like, imagine that lot of like old wrinklies in there going on. Like you know, Gary Neville, and... Jill Scott. That's the one. She actually talks a lot of sense, Jill Scott. To be fair, I like her. Whereas Gavel, Gary Neville doesn't. Whereas Gary Neville doesn't. Yeah. So they, they get her on there to talk a lot of sense. So um, any, I mean, before we move on from Klopp, obviously Dejavi then a couple of days later announced his departure from Barcelona. What was all that about as well? Like, is this is this linked in any which way? I.e. Xavi to Liverpool, Klopp to Barcelona, or is it just pure coincidence? I think it's coincidence. I think Xavi's just been a flop at Barca, to be fair. He's brought yeah. the style of football back that he originally played, you know, with the likes of Iniesta and Busquets. However, I don't think he's the man for Liverpool and I don't think that they'll ever want to take him because the style of play that they've inherited underneath Klopp is just... Yeah, I, yeah. I, I tend to agree. I don't think Xavi's kind of done himself that many favours at Barca. Like you said, other than playing good football, he won a title, didn't he? He won a title when he got back. But, you know, they're so far behind this season. Um, and I think the pressure's got to him. Let's be fair, it's a big job. Um, but it makes you wonder who's going to be next there. Again, for me, there's no real obvious candidate to Barcelona. I know Chapo's looking at certain someone there. So well, let's, bring Chapo, let's bring Chapo in on this. I well, know what you're going to say, but those have been... Denied today, haven't they? Well, they've been denied. They've been denied. But don't don't forget that Arteta's. Uh, I mean, Arteta came, yeah, came through the the, the relevant um, Lamenta and all that, I believe, at Barcelona. But um, you know, he's Spanish at the end of the day. He's doing particularly well, whether we like it or not. You know, and a lot of fans have been negative about. It, but I think he's done particularly well. Um, he would suit Barcelona. It's the, the way of doing it. I know we've all said that he's waiting for the. Uh, in fact, um, Q and I were chatting about this over a couple of Guinnesses. Um, this this Saturday, um, we we were talking about um, we were t- we were talking about what's his what where's Arteta go next? Uh, we yeah, and we're of the opinion that Man City is the next place that he'd probably go. Um, but would you would you want to you know hopefully the, you know would depend well hopefully would depend on what happens you know where they end up you know the league. I could see Barcelona coming in for Arteta in the summer. Um, I could genuinely see. Arteta being tempted. The rumour went straight out that Arteta's thinking of leaving. He is in contract negotiations right now and they're trying to wrap it up. I know there's a statement that's come out from Arsenal that Stamrana said he's staying, but it means nothing. It means nothing at all. That um, came out from Arteta himself, didn't he, in the press conference today? Come yeah, out and said that. Make, it, it, again, that doesn't mean anything. Let's be honest. In football, no. it means nothing. You know, it was so, so, so it, it doesn't mean anything. And, and I genuinely believe that he will be on their radar, he will be top of the list. Problem that they have is they have their money, they are bankrupt morally yeah. and financially. But they, um, but the have... thing is, it's still Barcelona yeah. and it's still yeah. Barcelona being interested and in calling you. You know, you, you, you'll listen. Let's be honest. Would you, I would, mate, I'm. 
no, no, wouldn't no. it be great if they were like really honest? If they're like in the press conference, you could, you know, no, like Arteta, is there any truth in the rumours that you might go to Barcelona? And he just sort of goes, yeah, I might do. Well, I might do. I don't know. I don't know. Might. I don't see how I feel, would I? Wouldn't it be refreshing if everything was like that? I'd love it. It would still get boring, but I think it'd be so much more refreshing if people were just honest, not just giving you the standard hacks, you know, standard lines that you you see every week. It would be would be refreshing. What do you really? What do you think of Jurgen Klopp leaving? Fucking good riddance. Can't wait for that bastard. To go. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's what it would be. Let's be honest. All the other managers say, "Oh yes, he's great. He's been great for the game." No, you just want to get rid of him because you might get one over on Liverpool. Let's be honest. That's that's what it is. Like It would be great. I would love that. Perhaps we'll do some mock interviews next week pretending we're managers about what we really think. Another idea for later shows. There you go. Anyway, before we move on to our, our new feature, this week featuring Roadman, have we got anything else we want to say about the week's news regarding managers, Klopp, Javi, Arteta? Or have we covered all that off? I, I think, look, I, I think ultimately... We know that, that Klopp's going to run for prime minister. That's happening. Uh, I, I, I can see that we've, you know, one of the big big guys out there has been caught, you know, with his hand in his till, giving it to his um, friends, you know, at Tottenham there. Um, I just I just think that, that it's been a very... Um, it's been it's been it's been a turbulent week for football, but I also think that I've got to say some of the FA Cup football that we've been watching have been absolutely amazing. And well done to Maidstone, by the way, yeah, well um, done, for their, their win at Ipswich. Um, obviously, Wrexham have been beaten with a sheep leg right now, um, quite hard, and um, Notts County. But there's one, one there's one I do want to say about Liverpool. Obviously, Liverpool's game, and that was Klopp's first first time back since announcing was. Uh, was Robbie Fowler. Did anybody see the Robbie Fowler interview? No, I haven't. So Roadman and I were, 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 were watching it at the very end, you know, um, so so El Chapeta was doing her thing and we're watching the football and um, we, we just sat there and it was really funny um, that Robbie Fowler just kind of turned around and said, yeah, that bloke Dago Jota, right? And they went, no, 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 Diego, not Dago, Diego. And then, and then went through this whole thing. He said, no, no, I didn't say Dago. No, Dago's not like, and he went through this whole thing about, well, I'm not just say Dago Jota. And everyone was like, did he just say Dago? Um, you know, the, the whole thing. But he just went into this total and utter sort of faux pas meltdown about calling Diego Jota Dago. So, and for those that don't know what Dago means, and I've got a lot of America, that's a slang word for a Spaniard. And not a nice one either. It's like the N word. Well, I didn't see that, but I think I might look it up now. To be fair, sounds <laughs> they, quite interesting. They, they Wasn't go. he on the same? Was he on the same show as Ian Wright? On, was that? Was that? Oh, and, oh, did you see Ian Wright's hat? Oh my God! Like, and I did tweet it out, and I think I probably... yeah, you took a bit of issue with that, didn't you? Mate, it looked like a large penis. It really did. It did look <laughs> at the end of the tip of a penis with a little line that's drawn. Well, maybe oh, him all day long. Um, but no, no, it did look like a you, tip of a you'd penis. You cuddle Ian Wright's penis all day long. No, if I had to, yeah. If it meant that I got my, my, you know, people clicking, but no, I'm that, hoping there'll never be an instance where you have to do that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sort of, I'm sort of thinking that Ian, Wright, I'm hoping it's, it's a sponsorship deal, and he didn't actually go out and buy that. Well, he had that massive coat before, didn't he? In one of the other previous rounds, he had that big coat that could fit about, you know, two five-a-side teams in there. So maybe it's some sort of theme where he has to wear a ridiculous 
nothing, that was nothing compared to row 16 Snackman. Snackman's coat's even bigger. It's even bigger. Oh. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see that. There you go, Jota. There we go. Anyway, we're going to move on and introduce a new feature for the show. So there's a new feature for the show um, that we're going to bring in, and it's going to be around top 11. So we've having a little conversation online, and this is all around getting some debate, some conversation, and a bit of interest. So each week, one of us will take on a subject around our top 11. Duh, duh, duh. So this was Roadman's idea, I believe. Um, so in honour of Roadman's idea, we thought this week we'd let Roadman kick off and give us his top 11... Um most expensive players bought right so we're going for the top 11 most expensive players bought in their positions or in general it's in their positions yeah okay so i'm hoping there'll be some room for some debate on here if not we're going to listen to you talk for the next 10 minutes so um <laughs> let's see kick us off roadman go on all right so um i had to choose a formation first and foremost I chose 4 3 3. It's quite easy as standard. Um, I went with uh, a DM and two centre mids and eight a 10. And that's that's as far as I'm going to go with that because it's not going to get too complex. However, we start at goalkeeper. And personally, I think it's the biggest flop that has ever existed. Um, in 2018, Chelsea bought Kepa for 80 million. Could you please give us Kepa's full surname, please, Roman? Arizabalega. Yeah, we'll, we'll accept it. Near how much? That, how much did he? How much? Eighty million. Eighty million. Wow. Um. Yeah. Probably the shittest signing I've ever seen. You know, he's even gone out to loan him to Real because. Do you not remember Andre Santos, Arsenal left back? That was possibly the worst signing I've ever seen. <laughs> well, there, there's arguments there, I think. Um, two number one, then. That's number one. Come on, in. what else we got? Two centre backs. We got Harry Maguire in 2019 to Man United for 94 million. Um, personally, do I think it was the biggest flop? No. Do I think there was a lot of pressure towards him? Yes. Um, you know, he done a, a miraculous job at Leicester and then such a big star to United. He's just turned to utter shit. Um, he's, he's not but, been terrible this season. But for country and this season, I think he's proven what he can do and what he's capable of. Yeah, but that's, that's a 11 million between him and Declan Rice, for instance. I know they're different players in different positions, but fuck me, he's awful. Like, you know, he's a good he's a good player, but is he is he good enough for Man United at 94 million? Get get out of here. Like, seriously. It's just my two penner. <laughs> um, who, par- who partners? Who partners Maguire? The, the centre-back is actually from his rival team, Man City. Gavardial, which was signed last year in 2023 for 90 million. Haven't got a lot to say about him because he's not played too many games. He's been playing at left back as well after time. Yeah, he was bought in as a centre back. 
Um, personally, I absolutely hate this guy coming in at left back. He is absolute shite. Andre Santos. No, go on. I'll give it. Guess who the left back is? Julian Dix. No. Uh, Anyone else? Trent Darby. (laughs) (laughs) Terence Trent. (laughs) Terence Trent Darby. Doctor Q. I'm trying to think of a left back who costs a lot of money. No, it's Kukurea. Oh, to Chelsea, yeah, he did go for quite a hefty amount, didn't he? Oh, sideshow Bob right there. Bought yeah. for sixty-five point one million plus eight point two million add-ons. I'm guessing Brighton haven't got the add-ons though, because he's don't play that many. They've been trying to ship him out since then, haven't they? <laughs> oh yeah, he's just fucking wank. Honestly, as a Chelsea sport, I-, I wish him out. That's an official quote by Roadman there. He's fucking wank, just to clarify. How about <laughs> on the other side? Right back, who we got? Um, right, right back, Jao Cancelo, 2019 uh, to Man City. right there, Cancelo, but wrong, wrong side. Um, he got £65 million plus Danilo as a swap, which worked out okay. Won two Premier League titles, I believe, underneath Pep. Then they fell out, time. didn't they? He fell out with Pep, didn't he? It wasn't that he was playing bad? He just had a bit of a falling out. Yeah. An interesting. Where is he one, now? Actually. Where is he now? He is at Barcelona. There you go, and they're doing great as well, aren't they? <laughs> um. So in the in the DM role is the number four, and this one was actually close, but it's. Caicedo from Chelsea uh, to Chelsea. This team's so far, by the way. 117 million plus 17.5 million add ons. Bloody hell. When you look at the likes of Rice, who was signed for 105. Incredible. My God, I can't get over that. I hope you got, you're going to tell us at the end the combined total of these, because otherwise... This is yeah, yeah, I've got the total, I've got that's, the total. That's all right, I'm, I'm preempting it. This is going to be extortionate. I mean, Saicedo, um, I still think, could be all right. It's still early days for him. I thought of Brighton, he was a pretty good player, especially when he played at our, at our place. But, um, yeah, he hasn't quite lived up to it yet, has he? No, not at all. Um, his partner, actually, Enzo Fernandez in centre-mid. For 121 million. I didn't realise that they were together. Is that a new thing? or? I meant his partnership. Oh, we'll make it clear then. But we just had an exclusive there. <laughs> um, for 121 million. But we, we have no problems with partnerships and all that type of thing. No, no, we no, no issues with that at all. That was a new one on me, though. Got to put that out there. It was definitely yeah. a new one on me. So basically, Chelsea put together a partnership worth two hundred and thirty something million. Um, it must be love, to be fair. Yeah, crackhead in the sweet shop, as I said, Todd Bowley. <laughs> so that's, um, the, that's an interesting. The, who else we got? So these are your two central midfielders, right? So that's the DM and one centre mid. I'm just about to go to the other one. Oh, sorry. Um, which is Paul Pogba, 2016 to Man United for 105 million plus 5 million add-ons. That's the hell. 
That's an extortionate amount back even a few years ago. I mean, going back to your, the DMs, do you think Saicedo went into Enzo's DMs, do you reckon? <laughs> like, is that how that started? I'd imagine no. no. All right, I'm just trying to, you know, make you elaborate a little bit more, Roadman. So Pogba, again, what's he doing now? Um, I don't think he was a terrible player, so you know, but he hasn't really fulfilled that that kind of value, has he? No, not at all. However, he showed classes, spells of class, which yeah. he, he never fulfilled. His 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 capabilities, I think, were probably he could have been. He can't be that old though. Now he must only be like twenty seven, twenty eight now. Surely that much older than that. Still he does time. feel he does feel that old, doesn't he? Does feel like he's been there that long. <laughs> sorry, sorry, road man. We just no, no, um, at right wing, you got Usman Dembele in twenty seventeen to Barcelona. For 105 million plus 40 million add on. Bloody hell, these extortionate fees. It's unbelievable. Um, and funny that he, um, two seasons ago, Barca wanted to get rid of him because of his attitude. Um, and he wasn't living up to the expectation that he left according. He's at PSG now, isn't he? Yeah. But he had a massive, um, clash with the managers that he did go with. Um, and it was all to do with wage budgets, hence why Messi left, because Umtiti didn't take a pay cut either. But we're not getting into that. So basically, it's down to Umtiti and Dembele, why Barcelona are now skint, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And why Xavi's left. And why Arteta's going to go from Arsenal to Barca. It's all their fault. <laughs> <laughs> um... At left wing, got Neymar, 2017 to PSG for 222 million. 220 million. That's unbelievable. Which unbelievable. is, I mean, personally, that it's it's an extortionate amount, but I think he lived up to every every sort of expectation. Well, I think that if I remember rightly, they said that commercial alone paid back three, four times that alone like in Paris when he first went there yeah. within the first year commercially was like it made sense it was like Beckham when he went to Madrid for instance commercially wise because that was a lot of money back then but has he lived up to it player wise if you look at it, he actually hasn't played that many games for PSG before he left considering he was there five or six years he played about 120 games which ain't a lot over that time really I didn't realise he only played that little, to be fair. Yeah, he got injured a lot, or just couldn't be asked. <laughs> well, sitting on that money, I don't think anyone would care. No. Who's that striker in? Who have we got, who um, have we got up top? Of course, Kylian Mbappe, 2017, uh, to PSG for 145 mil plus 35 add-ons. So combined, what have we got there? I mean, to be fair, the team gets better as you go forward. <laughs> So the total of eleven players, seven hundred seventy-eight million. Bloody hell! And bearing in mind, I would say three, five of them are flops. And they're all still playing. Do you know they're all still playing right now? Other, so than, if other than Pogba, Pogba's still playing. No, I think he's out. He's not. He's not retired. Well, it might as well be. 
But like, put it now, like they could all be playing in a field. They could all get that team together, right? So Saudi could make that happen if they wanted. Some team in Saudi could make that happen. Yeah, it probably would be all right. Although you're probably looking at Neymar at the top with Mbappe, and then they look at back at the defense and they think fucking Maguire and Kepa. You're having a fucking laugh. That <laughs> they must be thinking that you know surely. Yeah, I mean, okay, so one player per per defense slash midfield slash up front. Who are you changing and who for? Oh, wow. I didn't realise it was going to be following questions. I would have done a bit of research. Jeez, that's awful team, though. Come on. That is an awful oh, team. I, I don't think it's awful. It, it gets better going forward, and I think there's still potential in that midfield for it to come good. So I say to Enzo can still do all right. Yeah. But it's the defence that worries me. We've only got Guardi, Guardiola, who is decent out of that, out of that back line. in gold as well. And Jesus. You're coming yeah, off. To no, I'm not. About that. Yeah, you're coming off. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I remember watching that game, and that was probably the most shit house thing I've ever ever watched. Yeah, yeah, and then to go and lose it just yeah. That was the one that Liverpool won, wasn't it? On penalties. Yeah, Cotton and the we were talking about earlier when he pointed to Van Dyke which way to go, and he fucking stood there, and Van Dyke still put in top wins. That's a say. <laughs> Um, what was the question? <laughs> the question? The question I was asking, so one person per rank, if you like, in terms of defence, midfield and strikers, which player are you swapping and who for? Mm, interesting. So Only I'll... one defender, one midfielder, one attacker, right? Yeah, so I'll read you the team again. It's Kepa, Harry Maguire, Gavardial, Kukurea, Jao Cancelo. Caicedo, Enzo Fernandez, Paul Pogba, Usman Dembele, Neymar, and Mbappe. Okay. Um, well, the obvious one is the keeper. Like, I'd swap out Kepa, and I'd probably put my nan in. She's been dead a few years. Um, <laughs> she'd do a better job. Parrot. Um, yeah, just put a parrot in there. That'd be that'd be a lot better. Sorry, it? nan. God rest her soul. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, I don't, Kepa, I don't think he's necessarily a bad keeper, but I don't think he lives up to that, that price tag. Um, you know, you'd, Allison, there's a lot of keepers, Allison, yeah, Edison, yeah. you know, what's the, I like Oblak, to be fair, I like, I've always thought Oblak's up there as one of the best That sounds like a so. German wine, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, I'd put him in, Rob Black, just because he sounds like a German wine. So, um, yeah, Rob Black it is for me. What about you, Chapo? I'd go with Alisson, to be honest with you, because I just any man who's got a... That's a, that's a potential name there, Alisson Oblak. Yeah. Be yeah. like a, a Russian model. Well, it sounds, no, it sounds like a therapist. Yeah, hello, and welcome to yeah. the office of Alisson Oblak. Uh, <laughs> this is your safe space. Bomb, whatever it is you want to talk about, Alisson's here. I'm all ears. <laughs> I'd like to talk about my nan. She was a great goalkeeper at that time. That's it, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Did she come on for a... Did, was it that when yeah, Balag was dragged off or tried to be dragged off? Yeah. Your, your nan was about to come on and... Um, she's, she's still on her way. She's yeah. still there. Um, right, anyway, moving on. <laughs> defence, right, defence. You can go first, Chap. I won't have a think. I mean, the obvious one for me would get rid of Maguire, I think, but... Yeah, I think I think Maguire would come out of there. I'm trying to think. I know this is going to be controversial. Obviously, I I would I would. But there's a couple of players I'd put in. I'm just trying to I'm trying to 
um, thing. Obviously, Gabriel, you know, Mangalis would I, I would I would put in there in the central defence or, or Saliba. But I probably I'm just trying to remember who the um, I would actually get this. Who's the Tottenham? I'm just trying to remember the Tottenham central defender. Um, oh God, Gary Mabbott. Yeah, you know, actually, I think he's probably dead as well, isn't he? Um, no, I'm just thinking, currently, just currently. Um, I can't remember. Can't, oh God, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Romero. Yeah, Romero. So Romero. Let, let's go with Harry Maguire. Let's sacrifice Harry Maguire and put Romero in there. Well, he's a fuck though. Um, I I will go. I, there's a player that I hate to admit I like, but I like Canate at Liverpool. As a centre back, I think he's a very good. Funny enough, funny enough, funny enough. Roban and I were having a conversation about Canarse. We turned around and said, "Is um, Canarse uh, better than Saliba?" Well, I think they're up there. They're both French. I, yeah. I always think that centre back pairing, them two are are there for me. Canarse and Saliba are the two I always think of. A few years ago, Virgil Van Dijk was up there, but I think now Saliba and Van Dijk, uh, Saliba and Canarse for me in the Premier League, two standout centre backs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and purely because I didn't want to say, obviously, Saliba being an Arsenal fan, yeah. I thought I'd go with Canate, showing that I am a little bit impartial. So this time we've got Gabriel Canate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, right. no, sorry. Romero, Canate, Gab, Canate, Romero. Doesn't yeah. have the same ring as Alison or Black, doesn't it? Really? No. <laughs> yeah. I've been kicked in the Canates. Yeah, many times. Many yeah, times. Yeah, I've had glancing blows in a canate. They, they sting a little bit, don't they? They do, yeah. I had to sit down for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we up to next? The forward line. Like, Do you want a striker or do you want a winger or both? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, we're midfield, aren't we? Sorry, midfield. Midfield. Yeah, midfield, yeah. Right, I'd get Pogba out, out of those three. Yeah. I still think you've got a bit of time with Saicedo and Enzo. I think, I think there's a bit of, bit of time now. Yeah. Um, who would we put in? Copy Decker's and that's got to be Rice. Yeah, two defensive then. You got three, three defence-minded midfielders there. I, I don't, I don't think so. So, or oh, fit Thomas Partey. I to be say. fair, with that defence, you need all the help you can get. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> say so, yeah, a fit Thomas Partey or an Odegaard potentially. Yeah, you know, so Odegaard going forward, but again, we're probably putting our Arsenal at. Or Sabozlai. Actually, let's go with Sabozlai in there because I, I think he is. A, a, a good standard. It doesn't have to be current. It can be like any form of their career, right? Or we're talking about current players, Roadman. What's the rules on this? Well, we'll just go rogue today, I think. We'll, we'll just go rogue. rogue. If we're going to go rogue, then you could probably put Zidane in there, let's be honest. <laughs> no, it's a plit, uh, plus no, let's go. Let's go, well. let's go today's football. All right. But why Zidane. Would, why, why is your <laughs> current look not at Jude Bellingham? De Bruyne. Yeah, I mean, Bellingham Pedri. and De Bruyne would be the obvious one. Who? Pedri. Pedri. Or Rodri. Yeah. Now, going too defensive. I think Rodri has got it on the or whatever his name is. Fucking, yeah. Gun, gun. I think Bellingham, Bellingham's a good shot. I'll go no, with Bellingham. Okay, I'll go Ganduzi. Ganduzi. Let's put Ganduzi in there. Let's, let's just go right in there. Just, yeah, let's put Ganduzi in there. That'd be really good. Right, and then we go up front then. We've got wingers or a central striker. So, I think... I think I'm okay with Mbappe and potentially Neymar. It's the other one, Dembele. I think I'd want to, I'd want to sub yeah. out for me you, on those yeah, three. Yeah, you got to get rid of Dembele. Um, right winger, I guess. Well, striker. If you're going to go out and out striker, so if we we shuffle uh, shuffle the formation around a little bit, oh, no, it's got you to be shiver, you, you can stick Mbappe out wide. He's got the pace. Yeah, yeah. You've got Haaland down the middle. You have to, wouldn't you? Yeah, You'd have to. It's got to be Haaland. 
Yeah. It has to be, really. Interesting stuff. Are we happy with that, Roadman? Are you happy with that? I, I think I'm happy with that. What, right. why, why, why are you here, Roadman? Just checking everyone's all right, man. <laughs> I mean, to me, that felt like that was more of a pub talk rather than a podcast talk, but I'm sure we'll make it work. So, um, <laughs> depending on the feedback of this one, we'll see how it goes. And next week, um, I, I, I think, I don't know who it's going to be next week, but next, come come the next show, one of us will have a, a top 11. Top 11. Uh, Chapo's already got some ideas for a top 11 for him. Don't tell us now. <laughs> I've got a couple of ideas as well. Uh, and I'm sure we will we will get there. Um, anything else you want to add on to that? I mean, concept-wise, are we happy with that? It's good. I think it's good. I mean, the people will tell us. But look, I, I've got something I want to share. And it's a little bit of what boils my piss. Please do. And I'll so, tell you something just before you do that. Go Interesting fact before. Okay, so I was watching a podcast. Can't remember what for the live. How do you watch a podcast? I was going to say, you watch a lot of podcasts. I mean, what's happened to your ears? <laughs> huh? You, you listen, listen to podcasts. Fucking podcast. <laughs> no, I was watching it. Roadman don't. Roadman watches. Roadman watches podcasts because Roadman don't do as he's told. <laughs> he don't do as he's told. He don't follow no one's lead, the Roadman. Anyway, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, don't get above your station bro man, right? yeah, we told you the rules we told you your script beforehand so, <laughs> I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was watching a podcast and they were in a conversation and do you know what it didn't even pass my mind but it when I looked it up I was well yeah I was surprised so the question was who do you think is faster Mudrick or Mbappe? Probably Mudrick. Mudrick, yeah, I'd say Mudrick. <laughs> Mudrick is faster by nearly nearly half a mile an hour, and that's, that's the cool. last, that's the fastest recorded speeds between them. I, I think Mbappe's twenty two point six something, and Mudrick is twenty two point seven something. But I just, yeah. Do you know what? I thought, fucking fair play. I mean, the guy can run, but he can't kick a ball to save his life. Well, that goes to show, you know, just because you're fast don't make you a great footballer. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. I mean, Theo Walcott is a fine example of that as well, to be quite fair. His football um, coordination is good as a fucking 10-year-old. Exactly, exactly. Thank you for the insight, though. That's all right, mate. Yeah. Um, Chapo. You were going to tell us about a little bit about what is boiling your piss. A little bit of what boils my piss. So I think it's time to cue the music. <laughs> so here we go, guys. So I've had a bit of a health scare, and I want to. Sh- I-, I really want to put this out to um, our listeners, um, unless you're Roadman because you're watching this podcast because you- you're in the Matrix. But there's, there's a couple of things. So, so I've had a-, a recent health scare, and it's quite a serious one. Um, for me. So I had, uh, being I am senior in years, I've had a normal NHS bowel cancer screening um, kit that came through. And I put it off and put it off and put it off until El Chapetta turned around and said to me, said, can you just do it? And just for my own, you know, for my own mindset, just just kind of get out there for my own mental health. And so so I did it and it came back with a few anomalies. So I was fast-tracked into the um, cancer screening um, 
program that we have here in Hampshire. And, and you know, I, I kind of went through and, and there, was, there, there were some anomalies found. Um, I had some polyps, they were cut out. I was there and um, I've had the, the, the results back today. So the results themselves actually shown that it was precancerous, but it was heading towards cancerous in the um, polyps themselves. And as a throwaway comment, I, 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 it's not a throwaway comment, but it was just as a question I asked one of the nurses, one of the cancer nurses, I turned around and said, out of all of these tests, these screenings that come back with anomalies, i.e. you need to go and speak to somebody about this. I said, what's the take up rate? And she said, roughly 45%. So, so look, to all of the boys, and I don't think this is a girl thing, I'm not being sexist here, but this is more a boy thing in our own, um, but you know, because of our own, our own vanity, I think, because what, you know, what, what actually goes on in the middle of all this. If you're given a test and it comes back with an anomaly that you need to have investigated, please, I'm asking you, I'm not swearing, I'm not getting upset, I'm just asking you to go in and do it. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for everybody else around you that loves you and wants to be, be with you because, you know, it, it's really important. So so it's not really what boils my piss, but it's don't be part of the 55%. That's 55% of individuals that have anomalies, that have problems, that need to go in and be tested because the NHS cannot help you if you don't want to be helped. But I can guarantee there are people around you that want you and want you around and want you to continue on. So it's so all I ask. Uh, and is a general, it's a general ask is please. And, and don't wait until you're in your fifties before you actually go for these tests. You can get them. They're not expensive. Um, just, just for your own, your, your own mind and your own well-being and your own health and for everybody else around you that loves you for your own good, please. I'm asking you, I'm just, I'm, I'm genuinely asking you to all of those listeners out there, tell your friends as well, just, just go and get that test done because trust me, right? The prevention is a lot easier. It took seconds for them to cure what could be potentially bowel cancer for me. Um, I'm just asking you to just go and do that. And yes, it's uncomfortable and all the bits that go with it. And, you know, I'm not saying it was a walking apart, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But it stopped bowel cancer in, in my body. And it meant that I hopefully have a, have a you know, I, I get to enjoy my, my retirement and everything that goes with it. So it's not really what boils my piss, but it's more a case of, just don't be stupid and don't be vain and just go and get done what you need to have done. That's what I wanted to say, guys. Oh, mate. Well, thank you for sharing. As always, obviously, we chatted about this offline. Yes. Um, thank you for sharing it with everyone online. Um, and there you go, Mick. We don't just talk bollocks. Mm. We do talk real stuff we talk, as well. We talk arseholes as well. Yeah, exactly. We talk all, ports, all, all body parts, you know. You know, and, we'll, 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 and we will continue to do so, whether you like it or not. But yeah, important messaging, people. Important messaging. So um, thank you for um, thank you for sharing that. That's no problem. So listen, thank you very much. I'm sorry to bring the the tone down because I think it's been no, it's good. It's been quite a good debate. So before we finish, right, I want to end on a couple of little funny things that I've seen this week, and then I'm going to give a little bit of a preview to the listeners out there about some shows we've got planned for the future. Um, Roadman, you still with us? Still here, man. Uh, what are you doing here again? Oh shit! Uh, just checking everyone's alright. Yeah, we're fine. I mean, that that last segment about that top eleven was a bit dodgy, wasn't it, Chapo? But other than that, we're okay. Wait till I do my top eleven, mate. It's gonna be different. We'll be alright anyway. Anyway, Roman, we only joke. We joke. We just. So there's two things I want to talk about, which are on the funny side this week. Um, it's just one thing I saw at the weekend. There was Port Bell played Portsmouth. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this or seen the video. No. It's, it's brilliant. 
Um, so it was nil-nil going into the last five minutes. Uh, referee gives a... It's at Port Vale, by the way. Referee gives a penalty to Portsmouth, um, of which they score. I think it's 86 minute. Um, <laughs> which uh, you've got to just look up a video, Port Vale with Portsmouth, if anyone's watching this. A Port Vale fan runs onto the pitch after the referee... And the only thing that came into my mind was the Benny Hill theme tune. <laughs> he literally runs the referee, and the referee has to run down the tunnel. Wow. It's brilliant. It's, it's fantastic. Before the stewards can even get on him, he's actually run zigzagged in and out of players. The ref's kind of done like this U-turn down the tunnel before they get him, and it just it just made me laugh. I think you should like, sign him. If he can if he can outrun the stewards, the whole football team, and actually um, chase the referee, you're going to sign that guy. He's a sprinter. <laughs> Obviously, he basically chased the ref off the pitch. Like, I don't know what was being shouted or whatever. The players just let him get on with it. Just like, oh, this is happening. Like, just watch the video. It it, it made me chuckle. Just watch that video. Um, I'll probably share it on our TikTok. Um, it's very, very funny. And the other thing I've just seen, which is, again, not football related, but is um, related to our, our American brothers, obviously, in, in college football, etc. And this is, I like it in that. Ooh, I might actually, with that. I think I will in a minute, but I'm going to share this first. Um, I like an, a good analogy. I do like a good analogy. Cool. And the Andrew Nadal at, in Twitter, at, at the Andrew Nadal, has put, I've never been into sports, so some friends were explaining why they love college football and the intense competition and loyalty. And I said, so it's like the Great British Baking Show, but violence instead of cake. And they did not like that. Extremely accurate comparison. I'm just imagining these beefy American college football fans talking about their sport and then Andrew Nadal just comes in and compares it to the Great, great British Bake Off. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm and they're not being very impressed by it. So I, um, I knew it pissed me off. I knew it pissed yeah. me off. Yeah. But <laughs> there's more to this. Come on, I've got to, I've got to push you a little bit on this. What's what's what's, what's happened? <laughs> Well, it's it's like baking and sports doesn't go together, does it? I mean, I do a bit of baking. I'm making. I'm not going to lie, right? This is a day. It's a day of confessions. Uh, Are you I, a master baker? Mate, yeah, I am a master. Like, yeah, I do. I do bake bread on a regular basis. So, so um, I do. I do bake. And uh, Roadman will tell you actually. He's, he's had a few slices. It ain't too bad, you know. Taste shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> hell! There you go. Um, you know, so that's happened from time to time. But mate, American football and baking and that should. Oh, I love American football. I was up what, last night watching the games. Actually, uh, um, the championship games. I very much enjoyed it. Oh, I can't be doing it. I can't be doing it. Anyway, this is this is this is football rant, mate. This is different. Exactly, exactly. I was going to go into a baking story then, but then I realised we were on football rant, so maybe we'll do that offline. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's come to the. Uh, it's way past the top of the top hour, of actually. Hour. Um, you way ran over your segment, Roadman. I hope you appreciate that. I mean, to be fair, Roadman, we might cut that down to about a minute. All right. So um, you know, at the <laughs> end, where you at the end, where you just reel all the players off, we might cut it down to that. But no, joking aside. Uh, thanks for joining, Roadman. Thanks for thanks for coming on again. Does this mean we're going to see you more regularly? Well, maybe it, ne- next next Monday is is uh, so we're, we're doing a bit of a substitution. We're bringing him on. We're doing uh because Chapo is starting a new job, so that's the other one. I'm starting my new job on Monday, so and I will be on the road from York. So I might do a little guest segment on the road on the road from York. Send us a little rant that we can play. That'll be good. I'm going past Sheffield. 
I am going oh, past Sheffield again. Fuck no. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know what happened later. Don't crash your car, all right? Don't crash the car. So, yeah. But anyway, it's, it's been good, Roadman. I've enjoyed seeing you again, and it's been it's been good having you. So please don't be a stranger. Uh, just once again for everyone out there, remind us what you were here for tonight. Just seeing how everyone is, man. And how was everyone? And then once again, you never once asked, how are we? <laughs> Chapo's just gone and told us about his story. Not once did you just say, Chapo, thanks for sharing. How are you? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what you're trying to say is just shallow. I don't believe none of it. That's so the next time you come on, spouting, oh, I'm here, I want to make sure everyone's all right. At least ask one of us if yeah. we're all right. It's all part of the plan, man. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, is yeah. It? Anyway, there's a mute button for Roadman. We'll, we'll shortly find it. Anyway, joking aside, Roadman, we'll see you again soon, no doubt. Um, before we go any further, there's a couple of little shows that we've planned for the future that I wanted to mention now. So if anyone is out there and they want to be a part of these shows, then please reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to have your input, whether that's just a message from you, uh, sending us a rant in, or if you want to actually be on the show live. It's no problem at all. So we've got... Um, a show around non-league that we want to kind of do. Um, as you know, you know, friend of the show, Danny Waldron, actually made his debut for Southend at the weekend. Unfortunately, they lost, but they lost against top-of-the-table Chesterfield, who were absolutely running away with the league. Uh, that's not the point we're trying to make. But myself and El Chapo, possibly the other gentleman, will be going down and watching Danny play uh, um, at Southend in a couple of weeks' time. So we're looking to meet some some fans. We've got a couple of Southend fans already to meet and have a conversation. But we want to kind of do a show around non-league yeah. uh, and showcase a few teams around non-league. So if you are a, a fan of non-league football or you know anyone we can talk to, let us know. Um, that'll be coming up probably sometime in February, the non-league show. Um, we also want to do a show around... A potentially controversial subject, which is the only fans. Uh, what do you call them, Roadman? You you watch that kind of stuff, don't you? What do you call them? I don't watch only fans. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, like road. Let's let's call it a road road fans. I was going to call it uh, only fans. Only road content fans. creators. Content creators. That was what I was looking for. Who also follow football teams. Obviously, we've talked about this many times on our previous shows. But we want to kind of do a show dedicated to it. We've already got a couple of guests lined up. Um, but if you are involved in that aspect um, of social media or you've got strong views on it, we'd love to hear you as well. And again, don't feel like you have to come on. But if you want to send us your views on a text, email or send us a voice chat, whatever it is, talk to us offline. We'd love your views because this is something that we see as growing. Um, we've got a few people lined up who have got varying views on the topic so again we're, we're in the middle of planning that we are going to be uh talking about um the only fans and how it affects football very very soon yeah um and the last one is again we've, we've teased this a little bit but we are literally almost there with our team with our team um big who will be big announcement who, big, big announcement i mean I'm hoping it might be next week. We keep teasing this. We keep teasing this. Um, but what we can say is when it does get announced, we will be having interviews with the people involved in the team. We will be having regular match reports. Uh, we'll be putting it all over our socials. And obviously, we're going to go down and watch them as well. Yeah. Uh, so we're very excited about that. We're very, very excited. We are almost at the stage where we can tell you the name of the team. 
uh, and where they play. So um, do keep an eye out for all those things that are all coming this soon. Talking at the moment, they're doing their thing. So I'm I'm fairly confident that that you know maybe next week. We can we can make it we can make it happen. We have the team. We'll have the tops. We'll have the sponsorship. We'll have you know direct line into the into the players. So I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be yes. something different. It is going to be fun. Basically, it's going to be fun, and it's going to give us a little. Again, it's going to give us that little bit more of a a leg in into the non-league world, which is what we like as well. Uh, Chapo, any closing thoughts tonight? Um, as always, thank you to everybody. Uh, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to us. Um, and hopefully we will get, I just, I think we need to, we, we've been a bit serious these last few weeks. I think we're going to need to up the ante. We, we need to have a Rantasia coming soon. But, I ev- but people like the serious stuff, apparently. They like it, you know. Oh, well, okay. So um, maybe maybe we'll just have an offshoot, just, just a 15 minute. We'll, we'll mix it up. We'll, we'll mix it up. We'll mix it I'm up. Looking forward to, I'm looking forward to the new team. I'm looking forward to the announcement of that. I'm looking forward to actually sharing that. I'm looking forward to the controversial element around the OnlyFans content creators and how um, some of them are using football as a platform to, to, to sort of promote themselves. And, and you know, just whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. We'll, but we'll be talking to that. We'll be talking to people about that. And also, we're looking forward to going to see Danny, aren't we? We're looking forward oh, can't to going wait. Can't wait to see Danny. It'd be a right laugh. And if you're listening, Danny, which I know you are, VIP all the way from me and Chapo, obviously. Yes, you know? please. Sausage rolls, mate. Double sausage rolls for me. Yeah. And uh, jelly deals as well now you're in Southman. That'll be lovely. Mm. Anyway, thanks as always for everyone who listens. Thank nice. you very much, boys, for your company. And we will catch you next week. Take it easy, everyone. In our world today, you can have your say of pretty much anything. We all got the right to say what shite at any time. We will read reviews, bad attitudes, complaints for you. Whether it's that or this, if there is a bliss, we will make sure we tell you what boils our pain.